making the weirdest sound. I don't know if it's like fuel pressure or something, but it's coming from inside of the cab. You don't get me more fucking beer, you're never getting natal. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with it. Sounds like something's fucking wrong. Whoa, it's the real-life risky business. A teenager holds an alcohol-fueled party for hundreds of kids while his unsuspecting parents are on holiday. 16-year-old Corey Worthington is now facing not only the wrath of mum and dad, but a $20,000 fine from police. Corey, thanks for joining us. The only question that I can think to ask is, what were you thinking? Um, I wasn't really. Why did you? Um, I don't know, it was just a get-together with a couple mates at first and then we thought we might as well just have a bit of a party and then it sort of just got out of hand and, yeah. Well, 500 people turned up, the air wing of the police force, the dog squad, your neighbours' cars were being destroyed. What have your uh, parents had to say, Corey? Um, I haven't really talked to them because every time they call I don't answer because, yeah, they probably try to kill me. So that's a short-term strategy. You're going to have to talk to them eventually. What are you going to say? Um, sorry. Take, your, take off your I'll, glasses and apologise to us. I'll say sorry, but I'm not taking off my glasses. Why not? Because they're famous. Because your glasses are famous. Yeah. Why are your glasses famous? I know, everyone likes them, so I know I'm not taking them off. You're pretty happy with the way you look and the attitude you've got, are you? Yeah, my parents aren't, but I am. OK, Corey, we've got to wrap this up, but what would you say to other kids who were thinking of partying when their parents are out of town? Get me to do it for you. Get you to do it for you. Not don't do yeah. it. Nah, get me to do it for you. Best party ever so far. That's what everyone's been saying, so... Well, we've got to... Lord, I've had a good life And I think I lived it right Bet there's a big old orgy waiting for me in the sky. I'm sure behind them pearly gates there's booze and weed and pills. But if there ain't sluts in heaven, Lord, send me down to hell. Goddamn right it's the Alpha Buddha. There it is. That's the thing, kids. I'm not going to take my fucking glasses off and get me to do it for you. Okay, this is the shit Rolo talked about and somehow the trad cons and a bunch of other motherfuckers came in and said, oh, no, no, nope, 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 that's the Alpha Buddha. Okay, had to show it to you to remind some of you motherfuckers what is actually going on. But tonight, kids, we have a very important critical even let them burn nick how are you buddy i ain't taking my glasses off either you should not you should not i've, I've been accused of being a manosphere cult leader because i wear aviators on my live streams so i'm telling you what can't, can't take them off now i wouldn't either i you know uh, i've seen your eyes and and if other motherfuckers did, they would see into the abyss. They're dark and soulless. Very dark. Almost almost satanic. But. Well, you're stretching that one, but you're not wrong. You're not yeah. wrong. Kids, welcome to Let Them Burn. Tonight, we are going to answer the most important question of the debate. Never mind who's alpha and who's not. Never mind who's trad con and liberal and 
who's getting laid and who isn't. We're going to discuss and finally decide once and for all tonight because Roman's painting and photography career depend on it. We're going to talk about side boob versus under boob. Now, granted, I, Rob, am biased. And I believe so is Nick and so is a few other people. For me, side boob, dude, I've seen it. Every day I can go outside and, oh, there's some side boob. Okay. Whether it's accidental, it's intentional, it's there. And personally, I'm like, oh, it's side boob. Don't get me wrong. I still like it, but I'm kind of like, meh, whatever. Under boob, on the other hand, there's a message there. And that's the shit I like. You don't see under boob every fucking day. What, what say you, Nick? Well, I've got an observation and then I'll share my preference. All right. Let's hear the observation and the preference. So the observation is, as we were talking in the green room. <laughs> yeah, well, that fits. Um, side boob is as likely as not to be accidental or inadvertent. Under boob almost never is. Right. And the and the in fact the the entire staging of under boob is always deliberate because. You've got three options, as I was mentioning. You've got, you know, none at all, which is the deliberate choice. Just on the cusp of seeing some, you know, the teaser, which is also a deliberate choice. And then there's, you know, the the demonstration of anywhere from, you know, a sliver up to, you know, half of the tit that, you know, that's also a deliberate move. So, you know, the reason I like that is because under boob, and the the exact presentation thereof is more likely to give you insight into the mind of the chick showing it than side boob is going to. And side side boob is also easier to blow off and say, oh, that's an accident. But under right. boob, nobody nobody believes that shit. So that's my observation about you know that's my you know that's my OODA loop, as Ryan would say. Now, as far as my preference, I have two preferences. Well, actually, I have three preferences, none of which are side boob or under boob. So I either, I want either, uh, I prefer hard nipples poking through the material to under boob or side boob. And there's a reason for that, because chicks with small titties can benefit more from a pokey nipple than they can from under boob or side boob. At least it makes more of an impact. So that's half, that's part of it. And then the rest of it, is that you know belying that i just want you know it's either going to be that or it's going to be just you know big fake titties <laughs> I, you know because to, to me natural under boob is fine side boob is fine but i mean if we're going to go there just you know get the big fake titties and be done with it <laughs> well and yeah. show it all show it all well yes yes you're not wrong there nick you're not yeah, wrong there. Yeah, I know there. Kate does hard nipple games. It's like, <laughs> it's like, and the sky is blue. Yeah, and, water uh, is wet. Said, Pluto is no longer a planet. No shit. <laughs> hey, Pluto's not a planet. Oh, be gone. I don't know, sir. I'm, I'm one of those people that still considers Pluto a planet. 
but that's well, we me. can all. I mean, I do too because that's how I was raised. You mm-hmm. know, I was raised with you know, Pluto is a planet. There are two genders, you know, and men are dominant, women are submissive. But yes, you know, the the officials, you know, there's the official, uh, you know, decree, and then there's you know how I prefer to live my life. So, you know, yeah. I mean, yep. As far as I'm concerned, Pluto's a planet. Goddamn right it is. That's a whole another episode as well as the, the nipple, you know, the nipple areola thing, you know, that that's where, where'd it go? I got to find it. There it is. It was Mictibus that said this, Phil Brad, that's a future episode. Nipple preferences. Goddamn right. There's going to be some preferences there. Maybe that'll like be the that. next let them burn. Because I'll I like tell, that. yeah, so do I. Because I have a preference, I do, as well as side boob versus under boob versus fake versus real. You know, they're all good. You know, real real side boob is better than no side boob. It's better than the the boob apron that women put over their titties. It's like, oh Jesus Christ, really? We're gonna go there, huh? You know, I'd rather have side boob than a boob apron, okay? But at the same time, I'd rather have under boob because that's sending a message, and I like messages. Side boob's accidental, or in some cases, it's actually pretty common. At least in my world, I see it a lot. And that's where, you know, Bailey, and I understand, Bailey, you know, she's she has this phobia about, oh my God, what if the nipple shows? What if, what if I... St- Stretch my arms and oh shit! I get it. I get it, girl. It, it I do. should show. Well, yes, it's, yes. Uh, you know, it should. You should let that. You, know, you should let those puppies. You know, break out and wink every now and then. What are you doing? <laughs> That's right. It's okay to have a wardrobe malfunction. Nobody right. is gonna fault you or shame you for it. Nobody. The women are going to go, oh my God, she had a, a, a wardrobe malfunction. And the guys are going to go, oh yeah. And that's all it's going to be. And nobody's going to care. And this is why I like under boob. Because the chick's doing it for a reason. Side boob can be accidental. It's pretty common. Yeah, it's racy and it's titillating when you're 14. When you're 51, 52, 50 something, or, you know, like Paul, you're like fucking 103. Side titty is same old, same old. Because you've seen it a million times, whether it was intentional, because she was wearing the Oshkosh Bagosh fucking suspender uh, overall thing, you know, or it was accidental. Like the first time I saw a side booby was in a pool, my pool. And hey, a chick gets in and she's wearing a tank top and she kind of bends over a little bit. And hey, what do you know? There's some side boob. And yeah, I was like 16, 17 and was like, oh, it's fucking side boob. Oh my God. Was it intentional? Probably not. But, you know, now I'm like, eh. I don't. Give the point. A fuck. The point is, once you once you get in your fifties, and I would argue, you know, 
<clears throat> even 40s. younger. Yeah. Uh, fuck, I don't know. You 30s at this point. And then even even your 30s, depending on, you know, your experience. And that's really what we're talking about more than anything else. Mm-hmm. But if you're a dude in your 50s, like the mere the mere the mere exposure of a titty of any part of a titty in and of itself should be unremarkable. Right. Right. Because, you know, at this point, you know, I've seen them. I've seen them flat as crepes. I've seen them as, you know, monstrous as Everest. I've seen everything in between. Real and fake. You know, every type Mm -hmm. of nipple known to man. Yep. And by the way. Pepperoni nipples and areolas. Yeah. (laughs) I have my preferences there too, but my primary preference is that, you know, it needs to belong to a biological female well yes and you know that should be understood but as far as the rest of it goes you know the manner of presentation because let's face it you know most chicks they know what they're doing when they're getting dressed yeah they do they're not stupid they know what they're they're you know they're you know it's like they're it's they're solving the rubik's cube man they got every (laughs) every every side every color matched up they know what the fuck they're doing and they know the effect that they want to have and so when they do things that are deliberate, like, you know, the aforementioned underboob, you know that, you know, that tells you something about them. And so that's important intelligence. That's that's good information. And it, it doesn't really matter as far as how, you know, how much it arouses you, because aside from the natural biological response, it really shouldn't be all that remarkable, like I said. But... You know, what it does do is it gives you insight into that person. And, you know, that's really what you want. You want actionable intelligence. And so once you get that actionable intelligence, you can use it, you know, however you want to use it. Until that time, you know, it's all speculation. So I go for, you know, I, I lean on I lean on that. And as far as the, you know, I mean, I, I do have my own there is there is a skeleton key body type together with you know everything from facial features to you know the the size and the shape and the uh the attitude as it were of breastuses there's a skeleton key that's gonna you know shoot you from you know fuckable to instant boner every time i'm not going to share that online because you know that's uh, that's nobody's business, and that gives you too much information about me, which I'm not going to do. Lest <laughs> lest lest a stalker or a ne'er do well try to you know use that to. Uh, and you've got at least you know, one of them. You have at to least charm one. me. I've got many. Well, okay. I've got many. All right. At You're... this point, I've got too many. The Nick August world is full of stalkers and ne'er do wells. <laughs> I love it. Uh, it it go- really is. Well, I, I, I'm not disagreeing. I, I've been there myself on occasion. And, you know, guys talk about, oh, you know, that would be great. It's like, no, no, it's not. That is genuine desire, whether you know it or not. And it's, ooh, that's a little fucking scary when you're reaching for your concealed carry weapon because she just happened to be in the neighborhood, and yet well, I didn't she say I didn't say live. my stalker was a she, <laughs> which is which oh, is the which is the worse. which is the most you know 
harrowing part of it all. Oh, that's, um, that's worse. But you know, there's also a fine, like you said, there is there is a fine line between stalking and genuine desire. And while most of the time those two end up merging, they don't always. No. So, you know, it, it really all depends on the, you know, individual. Well, it, it's kind of like when we were backstage in the green room, as you call it. And we were having a little discussion about side boob versus under boob amongst you and me. You know, too bad Bull couldn't be here, but, you know, he had to go off and play hero to the enchilada girl. And that's fine. You know, he just missed out on an epic episode. That's all I can say. Hi, Bull. How are you? Anyway, we also mentioned going back to the Side boob can be accidental, under boobs intentional. It reminds me of the other one I was telling Nick, which is for, you know, like Mictibus, Nick, me, handful of other people in the chat, a uh, couple of the whammon, that know there's a difference between a mini skirt and a mini skirt. Okay. Mini skirt goes, you know, three to four inches below the hip. You know, it's it, it's one of those that, yeah, if you were in school or something, you, you might get a measurement of put your hands down, let's take a look. Yeah, it's a little high. But if the guys see anything, it could be construed as accidental. Kind of like the side boob. But when you have a skirt that fucking just barely cups your ass, and I can tell when you get out of a car if you're wearing underwear or not and what color they are, you're sending a message. And personally for me, that's the shit I like. But then again, I'm a different breed. I'm a different kind of good dude. I like, I like the idea of you know, I don't necessarily always want them to just, hey, here's my tits, hey, here's my cooch, hey, here's my ass. But at the same time, I kind of like that. Because at least I know what I'm in for. I know what she's signaling. And, you know, she could pull it down just a little teeny tiny bit. And yet everyone else in the room goes, God damn, that's a short fucking skirt. Or that is a very narrow upper top. You know, I kind of well, like that shit. It's racy but, to me. And you're leaving out one category here, which I've had experience with. I don't know that everybody has, but it's it's the skirt that's not too short. May not even be called a mini skirt, but it's cut and it fits in such a way that she knows exactly how to control how much it gets hiked up or not. Mm, yeah. As she moves, getting in and out of vehicles, getting in and out of a chair, you know, Climbing up a rope, spreading her legs, you know, 10 feet up in the air, whatever. <laughs> and yeah, again, I like I like those situations because it's not simply about, you know, seeing her pussy. It's about like how much of it does the world see? <laughs> it's it's about how, how deliberate she is in playing the game. There you go. How deliberate because, is it? Yep. Because if she doesn't play the game at all, that's boring. And it's like you said, if she's too upfront and aggressive with the game, that's kind of boring too. Yep. Um, for a lot of different reasons, that can be a turnoff. But yep. if she's if she's if she's playing the game and she's trying to, you know, she's trying to use it to her advantage, but you know, do it in a way that is 
that is controlled, regardless of how much she shows to everybody else or just you. I think that, you know, let's face it, that's just more interesting because that's, you know, that's a, that's at least an engaged and possibly devious mind at mm, play. Yes. And, and who doesn't like that? At least, at least, you know, who with any sense and experience mm. doesn't enjoy that. Correct. Every, you know, nobody. So. Correct. That's, that's maybe the biggest point that you brought up right there that I'm like, oh, bullseye. And whether we stick to boobs or we go to mini skirts or how much is revealed, how much isn't revealed, it's the idea that she knows what the fuck she's doing. There's a little teeny tiny 10% plausible deniability there of, oh, whoops, you weren't supposed to see that. And part of me goes, you know, 90%'s like, uh-huh, but 10%'s like, well, maybe, okay? If it's one of those things that it's accidental where, like, it's a 50-50 or it's... You know, 2080, where it's like, wow, that really was accidental. Hey, don't get me wrong. That's nice. But uh, I, I would rather know that you're like the, oh, you, you, you saw that. Yeah, I fucking saw that. That's me. Yeah. Oh, and, and you know, it's, you know, all those all those instances or opportunities to either, you know, to either escalate and you know play the game or you know not and there's there's like a you know there's a reason it's called game it's because it's supposed to you know it's it's supposed to be fun to play mm. and that's why it's called game know, the the idea that the idea that you're out there just you know we're both just going to be ourselves and lay our cards on the table and and you know really get to know each other at a deep level i mean come on you don't you don't get to know someone at a deep level by talking to them. You get to know them at a deep level by interacting with them and watching how they experience and respond to life and life situations. That's how you get to know somebody at a deep level. The stuff we tell each other, that's mostly stuff we make up for our own, you know, self-aggrandizement. It's not, you know, whether it's whether it's mostly accurate or not depends on, you know, the phases of the moon or some shit. I mean, sometimes it's accurate, sometimes it's not. Uh, oh, I who agree. Cares? Well, yeah. Ultimately, at the end, who gives a fuck? Hey, real quick for the guys in the chat and the women that are here, thank you for being here. Throw a one in the chat for underboob. Anything else I don't give a fuck. I just want to see the ones show up. See how many how many people we have here that are fans. See, we we should have you should have done this before we started talking about it. That way we know we get honest answers. I you know, I don't give a fuck if they're honest or not. Are we ever really <laughs> honest, Nick? Come on. Here here's a fun thing to take a, a little side detour while you guys are deciding do you want to out yourselves or not. Okay, so earlier today at work, the big boss, the branch boss, he comes in, says, hey, we had a survey a little while back that y'all answered. And one of the things, one of the categories dealt with ethics. And we as a branch scored surprisingly low. (laughs) And I'm like, you know, and he said, and I'm kind of bummed about that. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, what are ethics? 
you know, if we're going to break it on down, and this is, this survey came from corporate. This came from up on high, you know. Do, do you think, as an employee here, that your branch and your branch manager and all of your supervisors, do you think they follow our ethics? That was the question. I remember I, I did the survey. To which I responded, nah, not really. Because their ethics, and what are ethics, kids? Ethics is a code. It's a code of conduct. It's morality. Okay? And if corporate wants to, you know, we're going to hit ethics. We're going to hit our code of morality. Our corporate culture. I'm sitting here going, yeah, whatever. Because... Here in Salt Lake, we kind of just do whatever needs to be done, which I'm okay with. I'm fine with it. I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'm about efficiency and getting the job done. Fuck ethics. You know, we don't need all that horse shit. But if you're going to talk ethics, no, we don't really follow that. Not according to the corporate code. We just kind of wing it. So, everything's virtue signaling. It's no different here, kids. Oh, shit. Bacon came in. I gotta, I gotta throw bacon a, a fucking... Where, there it is. Yes! <laughs> Yours was better, Nick. Bacon for the 223. Someone say underboob. Mictibus, you're not wrong, okay? But I'm the guy who has nothing to lose. What are they going to do? Fire me? Fuck it. I'll get another job. I don't care. All I, all I wanted when the boss started talking about ethics, I wanted to go there with him. But hey, I had a route to run. I had shit to do. So I didn't argue. But I'm just like, dude, we're just virtue signaling. That's all we're doing, okay? Because oh. we're, we're getting ethical. It's like, but if well, we're going to go there, then let's fucking go there. Right. I mean, ethics are so important to me these days, Rob, because... Are they? I've been I've been a grandpa for three years now. <laughs> I have a three... I have a granddaughter who's slightly older than three and a half. And, and I'm going to tell you, being a grandpa is really the only thing that makes life worth living. I used to think it was being a dad was the only thing that made life worth living. And then I became a grandpa and that totally reset my both my baseline and my ceiling about what makes life worth living. And that dictates a very strict set of ethics. You know, when I have to be an example, not only for my children now, but for my grandchildren. And I mean, it. I mean, I'll admit it mostly boils down to the great thing about being a grandpa is you know, watching my kids who, you know, shit and pissed on me when they were babies get shit on and pissed on by their kids. That's the that's the best part. But the part that adds meaning to life is also very good. I don't see how people who never had kids and never had the opportunity to become a grandpa even get up in the morning because you know, why why live if you're not passing down your genetic issue like you know, most human beings have before you. 
what's even the point you know side boob and under boob i mean that's fun <laughs> but that only takes you so far oh. and the other the, the other part about it is that you know the funny thing is is that when you become a grandpa you you suddenly realize that you know your role as a power dad has changed a lot because <laughs> you know because you can you can be a full-on power dad or you can be a full-on power grandpa but you can't be both at the same time and so what happens is when you're a, when you're a power dad of older kids um like in my case you know both of my kids are boys so you know what i would do with them is once every six to eight weeks or so um we just go to the we go to a gym we get in the you know in the ring put on gloves and we beat the shit out of each other for three minutes and the trick to this you know assuming that you have you know kids who aren't pieces of shit is that they've got you know they've got energy and stamina on you for days no matter how good a shape you're in assuming that they are you know the best version of themselves as well so what you have to learn how to do as a power dad when you're beating the shit out of your kids in a boxing ring is you have to you have to get good at rope-a-doping them so you know so what i do is for the first minute i just try to avoid getting hit at all for the second minute i trade licks with them and let them get a little bit ahead and then that last that last minute for the first 30 seconds i start moving in position and really taking a lot of rough hits from them and then right before the bell rings i just knock their punk asses out and if you do that as a power dad with older kids, you can't do it with younger kids because, you know, they'll die and shit. But with older <laughs> kids, you can get away with it. And that's that's how you power dad as an older as an older guy with older kids um, successfully, because they need the shit knocked out of them about once every two or three months. And if it's coming from, you know, a, someone who loves them, who spanked them when they were young, you know, this is just an extension of that loves them air quotes yeah right i mean i mean you gotta love them but you don't do have to you love really them. though yeah i was gonna say there you go you have to love them but do you have to love them maybe that's where guys fuck up you need to you need to love them enough to beat the shit out of them once a quarter basically <laughs> when they're old enough to handle it well, yeah, you can't do it when they're three. No, no. <laughs> but whether they, you know, whether they, you know, and, and the nice thing about it, you know, when they're in their late 20s and early 30s is that, you know, they always, you know, they always think this time I've got it. And then you just, you know, if you're mean enough and sneaky enough and skilled enough, you come out with that, you know, that that last banger you know 10 seconds before the belt rings and then when they wake mm. up hope, ideally they wake up and you know it's all <laughs> over and, and you're, they you're ideally just, you're, wake up yeah <laughs> you're, you're standing over them you know saying that hurt me a lot more than it hurt you <laughs> and that that's good for kids I, i'm not saying it isn't okay i, I i've been there myself it's one of those, it's the old adage, youth 
and exuberance will always be trumped by old age and treachery. There's a reason back in the day before pills and medicine and industrial revolution and all the shit that, you know, we take for granted today, there's a reason why the old guys that were around, why they were still around, okay? And it was the... You know, youth and exuberance gets beat by old age and treachery. Okay. Well, I, you know, I want my kids to be able to beat the shit out of their kids when their kids are older. Right. I mean, That's I mean, you know, you, you, you see too much these days about fractured families and children of divorce and they don't get enough, you know, quality time with dad. There is no better <laughs> quality time with dad than spending a few minutes in a boxing ring. Or, you know, if you have a daughter... You know, you can just take her to the, you know, take her clothes shopping and and tell her, you know, she doesn't look good in any of the clothes. But well, uh, I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know what you would do with daughters because I, I had two sons. So, yeah, you know, and they, I've had neither. So I wouldn't even begin to know. I, 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 just, I have no idea. Yeah. And, and nor do I care, ultimately, because the one thing I've learned that a lot of the the people on the internet seem to forget. You know, I see guys talking about sons and daughters and and raising children. And of course, all of their children are, you know, 10 years old or less. Wow, sounds like Nick is hitting the fucking crack pipe. I love it. But, you know, these people talk about, yeah, I'm, I'm a power dad, my kids are 10. And I'm like, I remember what it was like when I was a teenager and it was absolute hell for my parents. I didn't somehow conveniently forget how that was because I was an absolute douche, you know, that it's like, yeah, my parents, I give them credit. They did not murder me. They did not kill me. They did not bury me. Was. was what? You were a dish. Well, yeah, nothing's changed. You know, I just got older. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, here's the thing, you know, with kids, you don't want you don't want absolute hellions, but you don't want absolute, you know stepford kids either you want you know you want kids who um push the limits but also also realize at some point and it won't be immediate you know that they've gone over the line they knew need to drop back and if you're not showing them as a dad where the line is then you know you're not doing your job but if you're also scaring them into abject submission you know then you're also you know I mean, you're probably not doing your job either. So there's got to be like a balance there. And that's the, you know, that's the tricky part of, you know, power dadding. You know, there's a, and you know, there's a, and what you say is absolutely right. There are so many guys out there who are power dads and <laughs> they're, they're in their thirties predictably. Predictably. Yeah. And they're, they're the ones they, who, they got you know, kids that are 10. <laughs> want to give all this great advice about uh great advice about um about raising kids but you know their kids aren't 19 yet their kids aren't 25 yet i want right. to i, I want to see you i want to see you shepherd those kids at least 
to legitimate adulthood, which includes moving out on their own and supporting themselves financially. Yep. yep. And then you can come back to talk to me about being a power dad. Yep. That, there you about go. About being a power dad. Because, you know, because there was somebody you know, who we both know who, you know, spouts off about this shit quite a bit. And, you know, occasionally one of his, you know, gems of wisdom will fall into my timeline. And, you know, there, there was one that fell into my timeline about a week ago that said something Is like, he the Hobbit? we need, <laughs> yeah, we need to, uh, we need to get away from this idea that just because you're older, you're smarter than everybody <laughs> who's younger than you. And, and, at its face, that's not wrong, but the the corollary or a corollary is also true, which means if you're older, you're not necessarily smarter than anyone younger than you, but your chances of being smarter than somebody 20 years younger than you is a, are a whole lot greater than the chances that somebody 20 years younger than you is smarter than you. So, you know, he wants to ride the exceptions to the rule. I'm going to ride on the rule itself, you know, whatever. Both both, both statements are equally valid. But, you know, the fact that, you know, there can be dumbasses who are old doesn't mean that there aren't even more dumbasses who are younger because they just haven't, you know, they just haven't gone everywhere yet. So, you know, I, I, always, I always find those things funny because it's usually you know the young guys who are saying them um and i can't help but think it's because you know they got you know they got butt hurt because you know somebody called them out on you know what do you know about raising kids your kids are 12 and let me tell you raising kids from zero to 12 is a cakewalk compared to raising them from 13 to 19 or whatever the top end is 24. even if they're even if you have a good relationship with them and they're good kids you're going to be faced with way more sticky situations in those teen years and the 20s than you ever were when you know they were nine because when they're nine you're still a god in their eyes pretty much you know by the time they're 13 14 15 you know you may not be a piece of shit lower than whale shit but you're still going to be you know, they're still going to start figuring out, eh, you know, I got a good dad, but he's still, you know, just a guy. What does he know? And and they then they have to figure shit out for themselves. That's the whole point. So that, you know, so, you know, zero to 12, I'll take that over 13 to 18 any day of the week because it's just <laughs> it's just so much easier. And, uh, you know, you're not you don't have to deal with situations you know, you don't have to deal with their temptations and how they respond to them. You don't have to deal with their individuation and, and what they're doing to become, you know, separate people. You know, I'm, I'm John, I'm not, you know, dad's kid anymore. And, mm. you know, all that kind of shit, you know, you can have, you can be a great parent. You can have a great home. Um, and if you're doing things right, your kids are still going to test your ass because if you're raising Stepford kids who are always obedient and compliant, A, they're probably faking, or B, even worse, they really are always obedient and compliant. And who the fuck needs that in life? Well, How does that benefit a kid in life? Well, yeah, there's that. But the, the thing I think of when you talk about the Stepford kids, because, hey, I knew a bunch of Stepford kids. And yeah, on the surface, you know, in front of mom and dad, 
They they wore the skirts, you know, this is the girls. They wore the skirts that went down to their knees. And they wore the, the boob apron to cover up side boob, under boob, uh, upper boob, any kind of cleavage. You know, when they were going to walk out of the house and either get on the bus. Well, you know, that's what they told mom and dad. I'm getting on the bus. Dad uh, passed the, the sentry check, you know. So they go out and they got the, the top that's up to here. There's nothing revealing, you know, the skirt goes down to the knee or lower. And then they went outside after they passed mom and dad's cursory check. They went outside and the next thing you know, there's under boob, side boob, cleavage, skirts that show bum, you know, shirts or skirts that show, you know, their underwear or the fact that they're not wearing any and they got on the bus or better yet, they got into some guy's car and they gave him a little flash of what he was going to see in 20 minutes. Okay, but mom and dad went, ah, she had her skirt below the knees and she covered up her cleavage. <clears throat> we did good as parents. We did all right. Then they high five each other. If, 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 you know, mom and dad are still together. Otherwise, you know, mom's high fiving herself, dad's high fiving himself. Because you don't know until you know. Just well, like conversations I had with my parents. You know, in my fucking 30s, mom thought she knew me and she gets drunk and she's talking to her friends going, yeah, my kid. And I was there and I'm like, record scratch, black up. I'm like, oh, you didn't know about this, did you? And she looked at me. What? Huh? <laughs> All right, mom. That's cute. Have fun with that. Well, what people don't, a lot of people don't know unless they've actually done it is that uh, long skirts drop a lot faster than short ones do. You're not wrong. Because, because A, that's, that's real in a, you know, in a physics sense, because, you know, the long skirts are generally, especially in this demographic, um, looser fitting they're heavy because you know more material so when you undo that zipper or however it might be fastened those things drop in an instant whereas yep. you know you usually have to pull and tug at a short skirt yes a you little do. yes to you get do. it off it's almost like you know they're almost like panties not all or, the time but most or of the you time. have to pull like it's a whole body outfit and you have to pull it up over their head yeah right right so you know, and you know, when I was in college, every girl I dated wore a long skirt. I went to a very conservative college, but you know, it wasn't so conservative that nobody fucked. It was just that they didn't want to give the appearance of somebody right. who was looking to fuck. But there are other ways to signal that, whether you're wearing a long skirt, a short skirt, you know, a Hillary Clinton pantsuit, whatever, whatever you're thinking. <laughs> 
but you know the the you know my 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 dates and and the girl that i dated for the longest in college you know her typical uniform if you want to look at it that way was either you know a conservative blouse or sweater with a long skirt that stopped somewhere between her knee you know below her knees and her ankles Oh yeah, the full you know, length skirt. Yeah, those are popular little, here in Utah. You know, little short socks and some you know little white sneakers. You know, and that's what they wore. You know, zipping around campus most of the time, or they wore shorts, but they wore shorts that you know pretty much went down to the knee. Yep. And you know, they all fuck like rabbits. Yep. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it had nothing to do with anything. So. You know, that's why I always take the clothes thing with a grain of salt. It's because I, I don't really care, you know. I the clothes themselves and even the way they even their attitude about them doesn't really mean anything. The the way they, you know, it's it's still behavior, it's still uh you know, what they actually do while they're wearing that shit that means something. Now, you know, getting back to the side boob or under boob thing, that's, yes. you know, that's, you know, that's 21st century, you know, that's 21st century dropping a handkerchief. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's Victoria, that's the 21st century version of Victorian flirting with a handkerchief, but. Um, You're not wrong. And as, as a guy, you know, as a, as a, as an alpha male, you know, or whatever you want to call it, as a real man, whatever guys i still prefer under boob to side boob or top cleavage not that i won't go for side boob or top cleavage those are fine but under boob is sending a message and i like messages rather it's i just want attention okay cool if she doesn't give, you know, I, I'm a dog, man. And if you're not going to pet me, I'll go off onto someone else's porch who will. Okay. But if she'll pet me, cool. If not, eh, fuck out of here. That's how I look at it. And women that can pull off the underboob thing where everybody's going, oh my God. And everyone, when she, you know, stretches you know she ah uh, and everyone collectively holds their breath because you might see a little nipple maybe and then it doesn't happen and half the group goes oh and the other half the group goes wow that was close that was so fucking close but she's over there looking at me going hey What's up? And it's like, oh, I see what you did there. It's like the chick in the miniskirt that when she gets out of the car, you know whether she's wearing underwear or not. And if she is, you know what type? Is it a thong? Is it lace? Is it whatever? And you know the color if she's wearing it. And yet she goes, oh, my bad. And it's like, uh-huh whatever okay she knew she knows what she's doing you know that she knows what she's doing and she knows that you know that she knows what she's doing those are my fucking favorite 
It's plausible okay. deniability on, you know, like third person removed. It's the greatest. I mean, this, this just gets back to what I was saying earlier. You know, these women like that don't have grandpas and you can tell and that's the whole problem <laughs> i mean you know like you need to you need to be a dad and have kids but you need to be a dad and have kids so you can ult ultimately become a grandpa because if you're not then you get back to you know you're a shit human being and you have no real purpose in life i mean like rob you know rob's a piece of shit because he doesn't have kids and he's not a grandpa and you know, I don't I don't understand why he even gets up in the morning and goes to work every day because, you know, he's not leaving a genetic legacy behind him. So, you know, of course, Rob is going to be consumed with side boob and under boob because he's not a grandpa. Don't tell Rob I said that. <laughs> what but the really, hell is a PK? Because really, if you're if you're not if you're not if you're a man and you don't have kids and you're not on your way to becoming a grandpa you have no purpose in life you have no reason to exist on this planet you're just you know you're just a piece of shit hedonist who's in it for the jollies and who who can even look at themselves in the mirror every morning and even call themselves a piece of shit if that's how shallow and ridiculous their lives are and I, I pity these people. I feel bad for them because they don't know what it's like to be a real man. They just don't. They never will. Because real men father many children and become the grandpas of many children. And if you're not doing that, whatever your other accomplishments in life are pale, according to that. You know, nobody gives a shit about those. All we care about is... Are you a dad? Are you a power dad? But most importantly, are you a power grandpa? <laughs> and that's what you need. That's what you need to focus on, you know. I mean, you know, side boob and under boob, yeah, that's fine. You know, but that's, you know, that's petty bullshit compared to teaching morals and ethics to your grandchildren who are gonna who are going to benefit from those. They're gonna take those into adulthood. And one day they're going to be the grandparents passing those values and morals and ethics down to their children who will be your great grandchildren and even great great grandchildren so have you know have priorities get a perspective you know go go knock a bunch of women up or go knock one woman up a bunch of times because you know the clock's ticking boys how are you done <laughs> no but i need i need a break well you know, Chad, that's the first step in saving the West is, you know, having a bunch of fuck trophies. Because if you don't have fuck trophies, what are you going to use to save the West? Because by the time you get old enough to realize the West needs saving, you know, you're probably too old to have kids and you're probably too old to do anything else about it. So, you know, have as many kids as you can before you're 19, get married before you're 20 and, you know, ride that legacy into the future. <laughs> okay, Dan, you don't have under boob and side boob pictures. Come on. Yeah, no, I, you know, this. Uh, you've got, you've got full frontal hard nipple pictures. Yes, she does have that. I'll give her that. The, the, the hard nip thing. Yeah, you got that. But Kate, come on. You have nipples come that on. look like the center of a crunchy tuna roll. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, the the side the side boob and the under boob. Come on, babe. Come on. Come on. Don't don't be fucking around because if you have them, nobody on the internet has ever seen them. All right. Because Kate's boyfriends are out there, you know, pulling down her dress and dousing those, you know, little tuna nipples with soy sauce <laughs> and probably wasabi and a little ginger, too. Ooh, wasabi I mean, is good. Now, especially if it's real, real wasabi. And oh, not, yeah. You know, yeah. Horseradish and mayonnaise or whatever. Oh, yeah. Whatever horse with. shit they're making it with, they're watering it down. No, real yeah. wasabi is fucking fire. That shit will set your asshole and your nipples and everything else on fire. That's good yeah. shit. When you get real if, wasabi. Yeah. If you're, if you're, if in the first three months you've known her, your girl is not at, at least at one point screaming, my nipples are on fire, daddy. My nipples are on fire. Then you're fucking up. Yeah. You know, there you get go. Get with the program. There now, it is. that could be. That could be wasabi and sushi. That could be beef wellington and horseradish sauce, you know, whatever. But Dude, that could be, be her getting game. out of the car and she flashes everybody, you and everyone else, if she's wearing underwear or not, and if she is, what type and what color it is. Same with the underboob, okay? I, I'm, I'm fucking spicy like that, man. That I encourage every woman I've ever been with that it's like, oh, nice underboob. Show that to the world. You know, I'm okay with that. It's like, fuck it, show it to the world. Let everyone collectively hold their breath when you get out of the car and you stretch your arms out and everyone goes, oh, because they're waiting for it. They're waiting for the nip slip or whatever, and it's like, ah, fuck, show it. I don't care. Yeah, you know, Roman, the real it. Chad, the real Chads take a little bit of wasabi and smear it in the center of the car seat. And so when she gets in and sits down on that car seat, you're gonna know right away if she's wearing panties or not. Oh, we're getting into advanced game here. No shit. Well, I'm. I'm just I'm I'm just sharing a little bit of that so people will tune in for our you know our taking notes or whatever we call it whenever we have that you know our private it's session coming again. up it's coming up it's gonna that's, be that's, it's gonna be in December just so you that's kids the kind know. of shit you hear you know when you're a member of Rob's channel you get like you know you get advanced level everything right you know. because we're gonna Game, it's gonna be just for dining, members how to be a grandpa all yeah that and it's not this facetious you know tongue-in-cheek shit that nick's talking about you know we're we're talking real shit here just like we did on the last one which like 14 of you guys saw well no one else will ever see it so fuck you dude i am never not sincere <laughs> I don't I don't understand I don't understand why I'm being you know dragged like this dragged I'm, <laughs> I'm, I am never not sincere mm. hey I mean just try it if you don't believe me smear some wasabi on that seat and see what happens yeah, uh, yeah I'm if, she's gonna... not, if she's not wearing panties you're gonna know real quick <laughs> saw the Sharon Stone flash in the theater. No, 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 
th this is a little more than just the the leg shift. Leg shift is 201. We're we're talking about a, something a little further that everyone goes. Did did I? Yes, yes. No, did I? We're the talking advanced graduate level seminar. This is here yeah. Well. This is this is something else. This is one of those where you as the guy fucking know. You know. She fucking knows. But everyone else is going, oh shit. The Sharon Stone thing. No, no. Everybody fucking knows. This is one of those. Dude, I just think I saw her, her clam. I think I saw the beaver. But I mean, it's like the you? Death Star. She knows how to direct it at whatever she wants it to, you know, affect. Mm -hmm. It's not that. You know, it's not like, hey, everybody, look at me. It's like, hey, hey, let's see if he's paying attention, and B, let's see what he what he does. God he damn attention. right, that's it. It's it. It is that laser. You know, the Death Star using that analogy, where all the points went together to that one laser point that nuked Alderaan. That's the point. It's where that convergence happens, and then that one death beam goes out. That she's looking at you going, well, did you? And you're like, yep, yep saw it. <laughs> I mean, let's let's face it. You know, what a woman has to say, what her opinions and shit are, you know, maybe they mean something about six or seven months down the road if y'all make it that far. But like, you know, that the first, especially like the first time you hang out, do something you know all, I, all i'm doing is you know checking out the goods and maneuvering to check them out even closer so I, I don't care about your politics i don't care about your religion you could be a steadfast mormon you could be a you know scientologist for all i give a shit you know you can <laughs> you can you can you can be a you know proto aztec and worship monkeys i don't care you know, as long as you don't as long as you don't you know try to bring any monkeys in the bedroom i, I don't care what you worship that's that's really all that matters you know until you know until you've known somebody for you know, at least six months gotta be maybe a little sooner depending but not much sooner Tom Jones. You know, one of the fun things when you mentioned that, Nick, I've been watching a, a series. It's only three episodes so far, and I don't know if it's going to go into more or not. I haven't seen the third episode yet, but it's about a group called Twin Flames Universe. Okay. Oh, dude. Yeah. You, you, you snicker because, yep, I get it. Okay, but it's this guy and this chick that put together a business and they, you know, lassoed in a bunch of people doing the new age astrology fucking chick crack talk and got them to do a bunch of shit up to <laughs> and including, you know, the, the talk of the divine masculine and the divine feminine. Okay, we're, we're talking gender shit here, which is where a lot of people started hitting the brakes and going, whoa, I'm not a lesbian. You're not going to hook me up with another dude. You're not going to hook me up with a chick. Okay, and that's where, you know, they, they started taking a nosedive. It's like, oh, you're fucking around with sexual preference. But I'm telling you, the shit they were pulling 
that I'm just like, oh man. You know, it's it's the side boob under boob argument, the mini skirt with underwear without underwear, you know. It's all of that except we had it colored in pretty language, you know, with twin flames and twin flame harmonious union. You know, that's one of their phrases, kind of like Scientology and all these other fucking idiot groups. But I'm just like, you know, I like a chick who can say, look at me, look at my, look, look at what you will probably see later if you don't fuck it up, which is the under boob argument. Okay. If you don't fuck it up, here's what you're going to see later. And there's going to be nipples and areolas and all this other shit galore. And you're going to know if my panties match. You're going to know if I shaved my legs or not. You know, maybe she did because, hey, I like to shave my legs no matter what the motherfucker is in front of me. Then again, she may have chose that, you know, we're getting into winter. We're getting into the cold spell. And some women are kind of like Chewbacca, where, you know, you know, it's, oh, Jesus. You, you know, you touch their legs and you think you're touching yours. Others, I haven't run into that in years. Dude, well, <laughs> that was my ex-wife at one point, dude. Hmm. She got to a point where I was even like, whoa, the fuck? The closest I got to that was skin curtains. She was a little bit unshaven, both on her legs and between them. Oh, dude, I Which, call that the forest primeval. Okay. It was not. No. That didn't. That that made that made an already difficult experience much worse. Ah, uh, hey, I've gotten to a point in my life. I did it with the ex-wife. That's where I learned it. Where I'm like, if I touch your legs or your arms or your armpits or what's between your legs and if i can not tell the difference between me and you and i am a hairy motherfucker if i am more trimmed and more kempt i've done some more you know manscaping than you have the chances of me burying my face between your legs drops to negative two. There's got to be at least some attempt. If there's not even a modicum of attempt, nope. To quote George Bush Sr., not gonna do it, not gonna do it. It's not happening. No well, new taxes. Well, yeah, and you and I are from the 80s where, you know, pretty much nobody shaved anything. Right, right. Chicks it did was... shave their legs, but they didn't shave their snatch. And, right. you know, that, that started a transition somewhat in the 90s. Late 80s, early 90s, yes. My, my ex-wife was... A proto-shaver? <laughs> No, she was she was she was mostly against it. She ended mm. up being for it. She ended up doing it eventually to a degree, but not to the degree that, you know, I would have preferred. But when, you know, but then you fast forward to the, you know, 2015 and I'm dating again and 
you know, they pretty much all did with the exception of skin curtains. And let's face it, that's an extreme <laughs> edge case anyway. Um, but, you know, and, and, you know, that peaked with, you know, the, the girlfriend that I had who, you know, it's like, she was, she was almost obsessive about it. She wanted, she wanted to be totally shaved. She wanted me to be totally shaved. She said, if we bring any chicks in, they got to be totally shaved. It was like, it was like, and it was nice because, you know, she simply took responsibility for that and I didn't have to worry about it too much. Right. Well, that reminds me of a chick I met back, you know, after I got divorced because I've always manscaped to one degree or another. And she was like, um, being bald as a dude on a chick who shaves herself, that can be, unless you're literally shaving right before she shows up, can be a little harrowing, as she put it. That she was like, Rob, I need you to not shave as much. Because apparently there were, you know, a few pricklies here and there. And it was like, oh, okay. Okay. I, I got you. But for the guys, because you know, we're we're you know, we're part of the manosphere. We're talking about, you know, we're a couple of guys talking to guys. My experience that's been the most positive has been keep it trimmed. But don't necessarily shave it off altogether. It's if she wants to go down and she's got to pick fucking hair out of her teeth, you might need to trim that shit up. But don't necessarily go bald. Okay. Now, as a personal preference, which women have learned subtly, almost subliminally, that bald, yep, bald's good. Uh, a fly strip or something that's well managed, I'm fine with. If you have the forest primeval, I'm not going there because the lack of attention that I give to that area speaks volumes. Why don't you ever go down? Well, oh, oh shit. Yeah, you trimmed up. Yeah, I can go there. Honey, I don't been... even I don't even like kiwi. <laughs> Man, that's a lot. You know, if I if I ran into one at this point, dude, Roman, you know, because because I've been I've been with the same chick now for five years. But if I ran into somebody new and and they had a full bush or something like that, mm -mm. I'd I'd be pretty uh I'd be pretty uh, disappointed. Oh, dude, no, full bush will not get any love. Other than penetration. Other than that, wow. nope. I, I've I've been there enough when I was younger that I'm... Nope, nope. I don't expect you to be bald, but boy, that shit better be trimmed and kept. Yeah. Otherwise, no. And, and Roman, side boob barely winning still. That's because you have a bunch of slack-jawed faggots. That's what that is. Because that side boob's accidental. And there's nothing wrong with accidental, but I like intentional. I like a chick who knows what she wants and she throws it out there. And so under boob where the closer to the nipple, the better. Just like the mini skirt. She gets out of the car and she asks, you know, you get a flash of either 
what's not being worn under the skirt or what is. And then she does the whole, ah, and kind of, you know, wiggles and pulls it down as she gets out. And she looks and goes, oh, my bad. And it's like, mm-hmm, whatever. That's the shit I like. But that's me, and I'm a deranged, you know, degenerate, perverted motherfucker. But I like that when a chick can look at me and go, oh, my bad. And it's like, mm, sure it was. That's the shit I like. I like the shit where other people sit and go, oh, and I'm like, mm-hmm, right. But that's Fuck me. Fuck you, Rick What? You guys I mean, talk too much. We you can't know have what? a live stream if we're not talking. What are we supposed to do? You know, uh, sign language? Just sit here and stare? There. I fixed it for you, Nick. God damn. <laughs> You know, the mother, the motherfucker takes a good long, you know, hiatus from even being here. And mm-hmm. then he shows up and starts bringing, you know, all kinds of ridiculous shade that he's not even entitled to. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Yeah, he, he's, I don't know about the guy. You know, I remember back in the mid 90s. Oh, I remember when, this, Alex. Or late 90s when my ex-wife and I both shaved for the first time. <laughs> Cause I kept trying to get her to do it and she wouldn't do it. And I was like, well, all right, you know, I'll be a leader. So I just went and did it. And she was shocked. First of all, you know, when I dropped my shorts, but you know, a day or two, it took her a day or two, but she finally, you know, she finally, you know, worked it up and, uh, you know, took care of it herself, which, you know, set a precedent that she didn't like because for her, she didn't like the constant upkeep. And if she didn't have that constant upkeep, then she was always, you know, itchy and scratchy and she didn't like that. So, you know, there was a whole, you know, there, that's a whole other, you know, list of problems, you know, with the ex-wife, but, uh, you know, one, one or two among many, but that's kind of what we ran into, but it was funny because it was just such a, it was such a bizarre, shocking thing for us at the time because nobody had ever done that, right? I mean, no, you know, you know, you didn't, you didn't just sort of, you know, grow up seeing that or expecting that or having experimented with it. At least I didn't. And then, you know, we just sort of made the decision one day, yeah, we're going to do this. And so she wouldn't do it. She would not be the first one. So I just went off and did it, which, you know, either helped her or guilt tripped her or whatever into doing it but she ended up doing it but she wouldn't do it she wouldn't do it consistently which was not the worst problem in our marriage but it certainly didn't help any she did thankfully shave everywhere else and that was my that was kind of my point with her you're already shaving everywhere else you know what's a couple extra minutes down there right well and then and she was always well you know, that's that's the only place you have to do it. You don't have to shave your legs. I'm like, well, I shave my face, though. Shave face, and- shave neck. In my case, shave my head. Yeah. All right. Well, and, and to go back to what Alex Patino said. I had a woman over 10 years ago, instead of a landing strip, she shaped it like a heart. <laughs> Dude, my ex-girlfriend, when I first met her, that's exactly what she did. She had her pubic hair shaved like a heart. And she's the only woman that I've ever met that went that far. But I'll tell you what, it paid dividends for her because it paid dividends for me. Okay. 
she never really showed that shit off to other people. But when I saw it, I'm like, oh, fuck, I know what this is. God damn. And she did yeah. that until she didn't. And that the was only, the beginning of the end. The only time I ever saw that, you remember the, I'm sure you remember the magazine OUI. We. Yeah, we. Yeah. Yeah. Porn mag. Yeah. It was like, a, it was like, a, I think, I think Playboy actually published it. It was kind of like a European version of Playboy. I think that was the vibe. They but were it was for. more hardcore. It was more like Penthouse or well, like Hustler. <laughs> I saw I saw an issue of that once, and this would have had to have been late seventies, early eighties, where all the chicks in there they had their pubic hair shaped into some kind of you know there was a there was a Christmas tree, there was a lightning bolt, and there was a heart. That's the only time <laughs> I ever saw that that kind of the shape lightning bolt. Yeah, was was in that was in that magazine, and not only were they all shaped, but they were all dyed different colors. Oh so I yeah, think the heart. I think the heart was. It was either red or yellow. I think the heart was red. Lightning bolt was yellow. Tree was probably green. There was there was a star or something that was blue. So they had all you know had their pubic hair Bleached meticulously and shaped into yep. and dyed into whatever. That's the only time I've ever seen anything like that in real life. You know, mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen a pierced clit up close and personal, but I've never seen a heart-shaped bush oh i i've seen the heart-shaped bush it wasn't dyed it wasn't chemically treated but yes i've seen that because the ex-girlfriend that was her thing for a couple of years till she got lazy and complacent and so did i which was the beginning of the end hey if any you know you know how uh Ty Cobb, I just airbrush mine. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, um, man. You know how, how fraternities have little sisters. Well, if, if anybody out there wants to be the first official little sister for the Let Them Burn live stream, here's what you need to do. You need to grow out your pubic hair. You need to shape it into kind of a, a shrub looking thing and dye it green and then you're going to need uh, to get some tattoos down there either real or fake of some flames coming out of the bush real two, fuck it real and two stone tablets with the ten commandments <laughs> on there they, the ten commandments don't actually have to be have to be written on the tablets because they're going to be too small but just so that we know what they are so if you'll, you know, if you'll, if you will give yourself the burning bush <laughs> with, the, with the stone tablets, you will become the first official little sister of the Let Them Burn live stream. And who wouldn't want that honor? Right. That's something to uh, strive for. That's something to attain. Because otherwise it's all, you know, it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit until you you go that far. I like it. I like it. We're 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 putting the bar up. We're having standards. I'm an idea <laughs> man. I'm an yeah. idea guy. That's what I, I do. love it, dude. It's oh my value. Oh my god. You know what? In a way, yours is next level. Yours is like level two point three. When I was in the motorcycle club back in the day we had these patches that all of us patch holders would carry with us in our little pocket you know in the vest pocket 
but it would say something along the lines of, oh fuck, I'm trying to remember it without outing the group with, with respect to their privacy. But it would say something along the lines of, you know, my boobs have been seen. And this is where, you know, I'm being creative here. But my boobs, my boobs have been seen by the guys. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that. Mm -hmm. And all of us patch holders used to carry, you know, a dozen of these fucking things around at different events. And there would always be a few women, usually the old ladies of the group, who had this patch sewn onto their vest, on their cut, okay? And of course, other women would see it and be like, hey, what's that about? And where did you get it? To which the women would say, well, I got it from one of the patch holders in the club. Well, how do I get one? Well, you got to find a patch holder. You got to find a guy wearing the cut, wearing the, the fucking back patch. You got to show him your tits. And if he likes it, he'll give you a fucking patch. Okay. It goes along the lines of the same thing where I, I remember this is kind of going back to the side boob under boob argument. Only there was no side boob under boob. It was straight up tits in your face nipples areolas the whole nine yards and man i saw some shit that i don't want to see ever again okay i had to give them a patch because otherwise they wouldn't go away it's like mm. here here's your fucking patch you know here here's your patch go away go away you know, here's your patch. Go away. Because I saw some sorry ass shit. I'm sure. But I also saw some phenomenal shit. Where it's there's like a lot oh, of there's a lot of subpar shit out there. Very, very subpar. Okay. This is where we get back into side boob and under boob. Because the side boob, eh, I've seen some shit, intentional and not, where I'm like either meh whatever or meh i'll pass but at least in my experience when it comes to the under boob dude i've seen some sorry shit fully exposed and gave a patch doing the here here's your fucking patch go away here here, here here you go here take your fucking patch and go away but has it detracted from your life not when it's under boob you know it's it's interesting you bring that up because i met a guy a couple weeks ago and you gotta understand how things operate down here <laughs> we a lot of a lot of places in the south especially small towns smallish towns will have, operate you know, on the the pill principle no, no. We'll have a, you know, we'll have we'll have these barbecue places that, you know, they open for lunch or sometimes they open for breakfast or breakfast, open for lunch, they serve lunch. They'll serve dinner until about seven o'clock and then from seven until midnight or two or whenever they close, it's just a bar. And they actually shut down, you know, most of the restaurant. I think they still serve like, you know, French fries and bullshit, you know, but they turn off the... You know, they start saving their barbecue for the next day. It just turns into a bar. So, <laughs> so I was in one of these places. It was, you know, 
it was uh, um, uniquely and originally named Lucky's. So I was in Lucky's, <laughs> and it was a slow night. It was a Tuesday, and I was I was I was sitting there, you know, having a having a, a brandless glass of whiskey that came out of a jar with no label ah bottom of the well yeah and uh it was something it was something it's something that they keep under the counter that they they only they only give it to you if they know if you know to ask and they know who you are oh so i was sitting there drinking and there was another guy a couple stools down and he was drinking the same thing so i was like all right (laughs) both of you said hey Give me the shit under the bar. <laughs> right. And uh, I mean, the actual phrase is is different, but not that dis, not that different. Yeah, but, I, I already know. The, I already know. Yeah. So he and I get to talking, and you know, this dude, I I, I never talked to him before, but I kind of knew who he was, and he's got he's got a reputation as a you know as a player and shit, and uh, and so we got to talking. And it turns out we knew a couple of the same women. And, you know, so he was telling me about, you know, all the, you know, the, the rotation. He was spinning some plates and stuff. And, and, uh, and I, and so I said, you know, I said, you know, cause I, I like to try to play a little bit, uh, you know, ignorant cause A, it's not that hard for me to do. And B, you know, it, you get more information when you do that. So yes, I was yes, just like, you do. I was like, what are you, some kind of pickup artist or something? And he said, he said, actually, I am. And I said, huh. And I said, so, you know, why, why, you know, what method do you use? Do you use like the mystery method? Do you use the London day game? London method? method? Do you use, you know, (laughs) the, you know, the East, the East German Gothic, you know, fantasy method? What what is it you use? And he's like, I use the true color method. And I was like, okay, what's, I never heard of that. What's that? And he said, well, it'd be easier for me to show you. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? He's like, well, I actually, I actually teach pickup artistry at my place, at my place of business. And if you want to come by and check it out, you know, we meet on Wednesdays, that's tomorrow. You're perfectly welcome to come by. And I was like, you know, what the fuck? Shits and giggles. This should be interesting. So the next day I get up and I go down there and, uh, you know, it's kind of a, uh, kind of an industrial building out, out at the old, uh, you know, we kind of have this decrepit industrial park, but, <laughs> but it's been, uh, out by the airport, but it's been, uh, you know, it's kind of been gentrified. So people are, you know, buying it and fixing the buildings back up again. And, you know, some of them are microbreweries and, you know, some of them are whatnot. So. So I drive the address that Bobo gave me. His name's Bobo. And because uh, <laughs> all, all true pickup artists have two zeros, two O's in their name. Um, and so anyway, so I went I went to his place of business and, and I get there and it's kind of this nondescript building. And I and I go inside and there's sure enough, there's a little class of people there, you know, with about, you know, there and there's five automotive bays with five trucks in different states of being repainted and i was like i thought you said you're a pickup artist and he said i am i do custom paint jobs on pickup trucks 
And I was like, well, I was thinking about something totally different. Like, what were you thinking about? And I was like, eh, that's not important, but I'll stick around. So I stuck around, you know, and got a pretty good, pretty good, uh, you know, insight into uh, into how he uh, how he does his custom paint jobs. And they really were, you know, pretty good. There was one truck. It was just like. It was like gradient colors going from red back to yellow <laughs> to orange. There was there was one that had a picture of Smokey and the Bandit on the side. Oh of the door, shit! You know? All right, yeah. yeah. He's getting there real. Some, <laughs> there was some there was some cool shit back there. One, it was the uh, it was actually on the tailgate, and it was. Uh, did you ever see the movie Phantasm with that ball yeah. that went floating around and you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gave people lobotomies or whatever. Yeah, fucked was, the fucked them up. Yeah. There was one of those, and I was like, "Damn, you are a pretty damn good pickup artist, aren't you?" And he was like, "He's like, yeah, that's how I get laid." And I was like, "How?" He said, "Well, I mean, you know, it's an art thing." And I started thinking about, you know, Roman, and Roman's always talking about how if you want to, you know, get the babes, then you need to be in, you know, you need to go into the visual arts because all women, you know, uh, fall for that shit. And uh, and it's true down here too. Except instead of painting half nude women, you know, in, you know, in water up to their hips behind a volcano you know this guy you know paints shit on trucks but he's always driving one of those trucks around you know <laughs> that he's painted and he said women just flock you know just flock to the truck where'd you get that did you do that whatever and that's you know that's how he gets so many women so he is you know he is a true pickup artist and he does sleep with a lot of women <sighs> part of me wants to laugh part of me wants to go damn because the you're you're not wrong while you're you're laughing and it's tongue in cheek. At the same time, like Roman said a while back, he was like, "Hey, guys, here's an untapped you know reservoir. Here's an untapped market for most of you motherfuckers. Okay, go and hang out where artsy fartsy chicks hang out." And yes, that's my paraphrasing, Roman. Don't just, just, shh, shh, okay. But I, I thought about it and I thought, you know, I have to see if Roman is real. And granted, I have met him and his wife. And I thought, wow, they're pretty fucking real. But then Roman starts talking about art and art galleries and artsy fartsy shit. And that's where I was like, hmm, maybe, maybe, just maybe. Roman isn't who he says he is. <laughs> so I thought, yeah, I'm going to have to try some of this shit out. Just going to have to try. This is side boob versus under boob shit. So I thought, oh, all right. Roman's, you know, throwing out some shit. Well, there's one way to find out real fucking fast. If he's full of shit, if he's a be like me, it worked for me. Or if he's telling the truth. So I decided, well, I'm going to go try this out. Just, you know, it's, it's, it's an experiment. Roman is not wrong. He's not wrong. Okay. You want to go find some really hot chicks. Go do the artsy fartsy shit. I don't know about museums because I haven't done the museum thing. That's just because that's not me. But when you do artistic things, that's side boob versus under boob shit. Roman, 
you have a pole that has 14 hours and change and the side boob guys are winning as we speak that's the normie pleb shit you should know better roman come on man you know better come on because i took what he said and thought well i'm gonna go try this out why do you think i hang around fire performers most of them believe it or not are not men they're women why do i hang around all these carny types most of them are not men they're women and the handful of guys kind of like when i did tarot back in the day when i was a reader i was the only straight guy in the group everyone else was either if there were guys and there were a few they're all gay or they're all women hmm wow what do you know i'm the big fish in a little pond shit come on guys roman's on to something here but this is under boob versus side boob shit so roman you can you know pull your pull pull your pull it's done you know what the fuck the answer is really yeah that you know all the oh i've never touched a vagina and i've never seen one shaped in the form of a heart before those are the guys that are gonna say side boob for the win okay the guys who've seen it are gonna go show me the under boob so now when it comes to your photography and your art you know where the fucking answer is just i'm helping you out here bro you know what's up and it's not just my own personal bias no because if you i mean the thing we didn't talk about was that you know if your tits hang down to your waist you can still get away with side boob but you can't get away with under boob god damn right not and get any respect anyway <laughs> <laughs> wow that goes back to the motorcycle club back to the patches where you gave them a sympathy patch because man i didn't want to fucking see that shit that's, that goes, that's a that's a that's a that's a total uh skin curtains experience right there there it is so roman yeah you've got 14 hours 13 hours and change on your pull you already know the fucking answer just just go pull your pull roman yeah just pull, pull your pull your pull it, there's no point in continuing you should have done it for like i don't know eight hours instead of 24 or something because the real answer is here we have it you know this you fucking know this. You know what the his, next step is. It's what his wife tells him when he's already banged her three times in a day and wants to go for four. Just pull your pole, Roman. <laughs> and Roman, Roman's like, I got three nude models coming by today. Fuck that shit. Oh, kids. Talk about dread game. <laughs> oh, no shit. <laughs> Oh, fuck. That's smuggling. No, it's not. <laughs> you know what show I've been watching that I'm two episodes in that's not all that different from that show you were talking about? Oh, the Twin was, Flame one? Yeah. I've been watching this thing on network called Chimp Empire. I think that's what it's called. Oh, it's, I think I've seen it. It's the 
capuchin monkeys or something like that over there in India or something? Is that the one I'm thinking of? No, these are these are oh. actually chimpanzees in oh. Africa. Oh, not the same and, shit. Yeah, I mean, I generally I prefer monkeys to apes. Yeah, I like I think monkeys are more interesting. Yeah, all, um, I agree, hundred percent. But chimps and apes are just kind of spooky because their behavior is so similar to ours, or at least the people who film them make them certainly look that way, and it seems to be the case. But I'm I'm about. Two and a half episodes in, I think I quit on the on the halfway through the third one the last time I watched it, and uh, that's fucking creepy, you know the the because of the and I've always and you know this has always been taught to me in school since I was you know in middle school at least I can remember it, but you know just the way they organize their society and how you know how similar a lot of their behaviors are to ours. And they have like politics and you know all this other crap they just you know they just are less um less nuanced in how they communicate that to each other really that's it you know aside from their you know fucked up looking hairy bodies and being less nuanced you know they they are they do they do act very similarly to the way we act so i've been watching that thing and i was like you know what if over the next five 10,000 years those chimps evolve into basically being you know primitive humans while we evolve into being something a little bit more advanced than we are now wouldn't that be fucking odd because you'd have chimps out there you know who could essentially do our jobs (laughs) especially if we don't want to work anymore (laughs) we're doing all this advanced shit with electronics and quantum physics and multi-dimensional travel and whatever we end up discovering or finding ourselves in and the chimps kind of become you know the the day laborers the mechanics and the day i mean just think how funny it's going to be if you know because you know right now americans have complained about mexicans taking all the jobs even though we don't want to do them you know the next round is that the chimps start taking all the jobs that none of us want to do and, including uh, the Mexicans, you don't have to pay them. You just got to feed them some peanuts or something. <laughs> give them a place to shit. <laughs> that would cause some crazy ass, you know, <laughs> fucked up, uh, fucked up society shit right there. Oh. And you know, who's to say that's not what brings down the earth? It's not. You know, it ends up. It ends up legit being some kind of Planet of the Apes thing where they just. The rise you know, they, of the they apes. evolve faster than we do, and so they're almost as advanced as us. But we're not all that much more advanced than we are now. That we're kind of fucked because those people <laughs> fucking strong. No, they're, I mean, you're not wrong. It is planet of the apes. It's rise of the apes, man. We're I, talking about that. I wouldn't want to get in a fight with one. Fucker, tear me to shreds. <laughs> those guys are vicious and they have teeth. Yeah, so teeth. Got, and... You gotta wonder. You know, because it's because it's not you know because the the subtlety of the way they communicate with each other, it's not really at least on paper to me all that much of a leap from doing that to just you know standing upright, shaking hands, you know, saying you know, hello, Nigel, how are you today? You know that kind of <laughs> shit. Because they're practically doing that now, so you know. It's kind of crazy to think about because you know right now we you know we share the planet with you know like those no contact tribes in the rainforest mm. in south america that don't interact with you know first second third world at all they're just they have all their 
they're just self-contained they stay in the jungle or there's you know there's an island off of india where i think it's india where you know they hardly ever see people and when they do you know you're just as likely to get killed by them as anything else and uh you know so they don't understand computers or airplanes and shit we're sharing the planet with them so what happens when you know when slash if these chips you know just hit a hit a hit a evolutionary spurt and all of a sudden you know they're just like yeah i can fix that transmission you know give me give, give me seven bananas and a bushel of peanuts wow You're thinking of evolution of the chimps, and I and I'm over here going, man, I'm waiting for the Terminators to pop up. <laughs> yeah, what if it all happens at the same time, and then at oh. the same time you've got, you know, then you know, five thousand years from now, you're gonna have, you know, two fucking chimps on the internet <laughs> arguing about side boob versus under boob. They're oh, like, well, shit. you know, I like, I like, I like a, I like a, I like a female with less body hair. I really uh, do. I like, I like a female with almost no body hair. And there guys going, oh, I like full body hair. Because... Meanwhile, they're doing as a pirate broadcast to avoid the Terminators from tracking them right. down and triangulating on them and going out and exterminating them. <laughs> or just, or just the average humans who are threatened by their presence, and they're so they're doing. You know, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like chimp pump up the volume, kind of. Oh you know? shit! Damn, dude, you're talking about one of my favorite fucking films from the early nineties. You, you know, you got you got a chip out there who you know has been going through the ruins of Utah and finds your little voice modulator, and he's on there going, "This is Happy Harry Hardon," you know. Happy Harry Hardon with a nice fresh banana for you, yada yada yada. You know, yeah, trying my, to hide from the Terminators, me, me, me girl. <laughs> yeah, he, he, instead of high school, he's trying to dodge the Terminator. Oh fuck me! This is the greatest show ever. I'm telling you what, that would be the greatest movie ever. The chimps who are doing pirate radio is Happy Harry Hardon, looking for the Bang Me Girl. Meanwhile, they're trying to run from the Terminator instead of from the FCC. That would yeah, be because, the fucking greatest. Because when they when they discovered our you know advanced electronics and digital civilization uh, in a in a ruined you know a ruined blockbuster warehouse, the only. <laughs> DVD that survived was pump up the volume, so that was the only one they had to watch. And they figured out how to get you know get the DVD player going, and they they managed to to watch that. You know, found a computer with a you know DVD drive on it, so they managed to pop that in, and that's you know that's what they modeled. That's what they started modeling Chimp Society after. It's kind of like pump up the volume is there. <laughs> You know, is there is there Bible and Upanishads and you know their epic of Gilgamesh and yeah. Greek mythology? It's their fucking Ten Commandments. Oh mm. shit! Oh fuck! Whoever, whoever finds a cock ring is the leader. <laughs> I've got the cock ring. What does it do? I don't know, but I've got it. I've got it. <laughs> makes me the head bitch in charge oh jesus christ oh you know what uh we have to end it here because if there's gonna be a pot an apocalypse that's how i want it to go oh my god 
lame, you know, fighting reptilian lizard people and, you know, the Illuminati and one world government. I want to go out, you know, with, you know, getting taken out by a bunch of chimps who, you know, who, who, who then get who, taken out by the Terminator. Who, who worship Happy Harry hard on and decides to, you know, decides that we're all the parents who, you know, shut down the school, tried to shut down the school. Oh, my God. You know what? I think I'm going to just call it now. Not only is this the end of the show, this might very well be the end of Let Them Burn. Because it does not get better than this.